Have you ever given thought to the spirit world? If you have, you might understand that demons and angels operate in this unseen space. And the practice of witchcraft taps into the world that offers supernatural favors and abilities. But is witchcraft inherently evil? In this episode of Hardcore Christianity, Justin and I explore that question. We'll take a look at many forms of witchcraft. We'll discuss how to combat witchcraft. We'll take a look at what the Bible says about witchcraft. And we'll address whether spells and demons are even real. If you have ever questioned uh, the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms, you want to check out this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Justin, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Hardcore Christianity. Today, we're going to be talking about witchcraft. So let's begin by talking about what is witchcraft. I know there's many forms, but what have you found in your research about what is witchcraft? Yeah, I mean, uh, I looked up, you know, just a basic definition, and it's, you know, the, the use of magic, um, uh, practicing magic, uh, whether that's kind of black magic, there's black magic, white magic, you know, good or bad, and um, the use of spells, or mm -hmm. uh, probably more commonly, I think for for me at least, as far as what I hear or know, is like invoking spirits, um, invoking the dead. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Uh, let me just talk, just tell you about the Oxford Dictionary. We'll just go ahead and yeah. quote that real quick. It is the practice of magic, especially black magic, and the use of spells. Kind of what you yeah. said. But as we go in deeper and think about the definition of witchcraft as it applies to the Bible, I felt it might be advantageous for us to take a look at Deuteronomy uh, because yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9 in the first part of 12 says, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their sons or daughters in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. And one of the reasons I bring that up, if you look at that portion of scripture, it basically kind of lists out a lot of different forms of yeah. witchcraft. And also in uh, probe.org, which is an organization that I've, that I really looked at, it broke down each one of those forms of witchcraft. And I'll discuss them with you and get your mm -hmm. thoughts on them. Okay, so first one is divination. That portion of scripture mentions divination. And yeah. divination is the act of divining sorcery, soothsaying, pagan contrast to true prophecy and prophesying. It's man's attempt to know or control the world and future apart from the true God using means other than human foretelling or foreseeing the future or discovering hidden knowledge through readings, omens, dreams, using lots of astrology or necromancy. So divination I've actually heard of before. It's really kind of using the spirit world witchcraft to find out the future. Have you ever heard of divination before today? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and that's like I said, one I'm probably more familiar. I mean, you, you hear of people even going to fortune tellers. You know, right. you can go to any city and actually see fortune tellers or you know, astrology is, is you know, a, b a big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and just looking up some of the numbers and, and how many people actually believe in this stuff and actually, you know, use it, uh, it was kind of shocking. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't even think about the whole fortune telling and how many people do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that goes directly into divination. I think when people use those kind of services, uh, they don't understand where that power is being pulled from and how dangerous it actually is. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, even just, I mean, a basic definition of, of all of this is, you know, it's, 
it's we're seeking a supernatural experience that's apart from from God. Absolutely. You know, we're seeking uh, supernatural uh, things that that God has not said is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely a problem. So another another uh, definition of one of the elements that was pointed out in that portion of scripture is for sorcerers. It says that a sorcerer is a magician, conjurer, enchanter, one who practices magic arts, sorcery, charms, with an intent to do harm or to delude uh, or pervert the mind, one who claims to have supernatural power or knowledge through evil spirits. So sorcerer in my mind when I read that is a lot like witches. It's like Mm -hmm. the, uh, it's it's maybe the male. I know that male is, is often referred to as a warlock. Yeah. But in a lot of respects, there are very there's a lot of similarities between sorcerer and witch, yeah. witches. Yeah. So another one is interpreting omens. These are one. These are, are are terms that are specifically picked out from that portion of scripture I read in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. So to interpret or omens is a type of divination, seeking insight or knowledge through signs or events. I'm sure we've heard about this several times. I mean, even the necronomic, maybe not the necro. It's what I can't. The guy who was able to to see the future and and uh, uh, talk uh, and look at omens and find out through that what's going to happen in our future. Yeah, and we even I mean I mean how many times have we heard you know that people actually believe in the end times coming because right. of uh, you know so, something somebody has said they they can foresee and mm-hmm. and tell and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah yeah I mean I I've definitely heard of heard of that before too. Yep, witchcraft is is. Uh, uh, looked at specifically, it is soothsaying practice of witches, uh, the use of formulas and incantations to practice sorcery, act of producing extraordinary effects by the invocation or aid of demons, the use of magic arts, spells or charms. So when I think about this, I think about you know the witch's cauldron yeah. and and witches that are actually casting spells. There have been several movies that have been made. And I know that movies aren't always accurate, but uh, the use of these uh, witches that are able to use magics, incantations, and uh, even uh, vials of things that people drink to make them do different things. Yeah, I think that, you know you hit the nail on the head. I think with movies, that's where most of my knowledge or, or my you know what what I know of it would would come from, which I know it's not all true right. uh, coming from movies, but. Uh, you think of, um, you know, we're all familiar with, with witches, whether it's, you know, through Halloween or pop culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there is a lot of truth to kind of what some of that shows after after doing some research. And, you know, I, I looked at it uh, like it's I, I know of it through pop culture and movies, mm-hmm. but it's not something I've ever really experienced directly in my own life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I always have taken that as it's not that prevalent. Um, and, uh, you know, some stats that we'll, we'll talk about maybe in the next uh, cu- couple of minutes, we'll, we'll get into just maybe how that's not, not definitely, accurate. Definitely. A couple other definitions before we do move on. There is uh, the, the scripture from De- Deuteronomy talks about casting spells and spells that are cast. Um, and that is the act of charming, tying up a person through magic. Used in the sense of binding with a charm consisting of words um, of occult power. And unfortunately, I am familiar, not necessarily directly with any of this stuff, but I've seen and I've, I've actually, I, we, KTF Productions actually did a movie called um, The Night of Day, which, is, okay. which dealt with uh, a lot of satanic things. And we've had um, some, we've done, I've done some research on this. And so some of these things that they're talking about, I am familiar with uh, beyond, before even reading the definition. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting when, they, when the Bible talks about casting spells, um, 
that's one of the things that is very movie-like. I mean, you see movies with the casting of the yeah. spells, but it really is um, something that was pointed out in Deuteronomy as something very real. Mm-hmm. And then the last three, there's one called the medium. This is a, a necromancer, one who foretells events or gains information by conversing um, with spirits of the dead or conjurer. And I think of mediums oftentimes as, you know, you have the witch, but then you have the demon, and the medium is the in-between. So you need some source, either typically a person or a thing or a, a living being that you communicate through to the spirit. And then there are spiritists, familiar spirit, uh, one who has esoteric knowledge through non-human means, a diviner. Mm-hmm. So that is another one. And then the last one is the necromancer, one who calls up the dead, who is mm-hmm. a medium. Yeah. And that is uh, one that I'm familiar with, too. I've heard a lot of uh, people who can raise the dead. The Bible talks about specific instances where the dead has been uh, communicated with mm. uh, and through witches and through witchcraft. So those, uh, I thought that, found, I found that very interesting uh, that that list was actually broken out and uh, talked about specifically each one of those things because they are very similar. They're in the same world of witchcraft, but they, are, they have different functions. And I believe if you were to talk to a witch, they might specialize in some of these areas. So it's not always... Uh, one size fits all. So I thought it was really good that it was pointed out that way in the Bible. Yeah, and this is a unique topic that uh, you know really spans the entire Bible. I mean, you you see references to witchcraft uh, throughout the Old Testament, in the New Testament. I mean, it's something that's brought up numerous times as far as uh, you know the the effect it can have on on people and and you know as something to avoid. Mm-hmm. Well, why are we even asking this question? Well, back to what my statement was earlier, you know, I, I was, uh, I think, naive enough to believe that this was, you know, really not that prevalent, and um, that was just based off of my own experiences, um, at least here in the U.S., really, is, mm-hmm. is where my, my thoughts were lying. So, you know, I, the first thing I did was just to understand, you know, what are some of the statistics behind witchcraft and its, its practice and just even the general belief that mm-hmm. people have, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're practicing or not, in, in this sort of thing. So some of the statistics I was able to find um, was that it's been estimated that the number of Americans that are Wiccans is doubling every 30 months. Wow. Yes. So, I mean, doubling every 30 months would make it essentially the fastest growing religion in, in America. Absolutely. Uh, so when I saw that, I was, I was, uh, I was floored. Um, and then reading some, just from some certain Christian experts uh, really believe that there's a great chance that within this century it could become the third largest religion here mm-hmm. in the U.S., you know, behind Christianity mm-hmm. and, and Islam. Uh, there are actually 200,000 registered witches, uh, wow. which I, I didn't even know you could register <laughs> as a witch. Yeah. And then they uh, ex- approximately there, there are 8 million unregistered witches mm-hmm. of Wicca. Uh, then just as far as Americans' own belief, not necessarily directly involved, but uh, a quarter of Americans believe in witches, mm-hmm. which, you know, that I, I would never have thought it was that high. And then, you know, the same, 25% of Americans believe, you know, astrology is, mm-hmm. is, is real and, and has, uh, you know, legitimate um, uh, basis. So yeah. just some really, really crazy statistics that I think uh, throughout the, you know, the process of kind of researching this topic, I, I was floored and and just um Mm -hmm. i guess it's changed my mindset about witchcraft in in the u.s Mm -hmm. uh, society today and i found uh, some similar uh statistics that you did so i I found it uh, totally uh, off-putting 
that uh, there are so many people who do believe, I mean, so many witches that are around. I'm, mm -hmm. I was actually hoping that more people believed in witches because they are real. Yeah. Uh, there was one uh, uh, um, site that I went to, and they actually had someone that did give that statistic of, of tw about 20% of Americans that do believe in witches. But he basically made fun of those people as being crazy. And why would you even believe in witches? And which brought me to the quote, which I think was originally from The Usual Suspects, the movie. <laughs> and, it, and it says, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And I'm sure you heard that quote before, but I never knew where it where that was started, where that quote was coined originally. And as I looked, maybe it was from The Usual Suspect movie. And then everyone took it and ran with it after that. But yeah. it really is a good quote. I it mean, is. the fact that uh, uh, this this particular writer was making fun of the very few people, actually, I don't know, it's relative, I suppose, believe that witches exist is just, it goes to play in that same very vein. Um, and it's dangerous for us as believers. I don't know if any of those who are listening or watching do not believe in witchcraft, but the Bible specifically talks about it, and it is very, very real. And, I, and though it may not have um, overtly touched many lives, or especially some of us in America, it is out there and it is very real and it is dangerous and it is in the spirit world. And I think that we need to be aware of it. And that's why I'm glad that we're doing this episode uh, to talk about witchcraft in its many forms. Yeah, that, that quote, I mean, I can't think of a more dangerous weapon that Satan would use mm -hmm. than to, 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 you know, use a weapon where we're caught off guard. Right. We're not prepared. We're not informed. We, you know, and so, yeah, I can, I can definitely, it is important to, uh, this is a great time to do the episode with, with Halloween. On definitely. Right. And 2013, there was a, the truthwins.com website had this, this particular article. And the headline to the article was, and this, you mentioned this, but I'm going to quote it, uh, the fastest growing religion in America is witchcraft. And the excerpt was, and it's, it's going to be similar to what you said, but it's Islam is the fastest growing major religion in the United States, but there is a faith that is growing even faster than Islam. It is called Wicca, and it is currently growing at an astounding pace. Wicca is a modern pagan witchcraft religion, and I actually have met Wiccans. And they oftentimes consider themselves uh, to be white magic, you know, good magic. Mm -hmm. But it still comes from the same source. It still comes from the demonic realm, even if it is thought to be good. Uh, you're trying to manipulate uh, some of these forces that are unnatural, um, even if it isn't to do evil. Um, but still, there are still, even, even if you think that Wiccans are not bad people, and they're not, they're not bad people, but... Um, there is another quote that I had about Satanists, and there's no question about where, yeah. where their allegiance lies. Yeah. And it says that the average Satanist is 26 years old, ranging from 14 to 56 years old, um, who has been a Satanist for eight years, ranging from less, than, from less than a year to 44 years for an individual who claimed to have been raised in a Satanist household. This means that the average Satanist became involved at age 18. And this is a quote from uh, James R. Lewis, who wrote a book called Who Serves Satan? A Demonic and Ideological Profile. So that uh, just shows you there is, there's a large range of witches um, still pulling from the same source. And there are things that may seem innocent, and there are other things that are overtly evil. And they know where their allegiance lies, and they know where they're pulling their power from and I think it may it uh, it might be um, good to mention that 
um, this episode, I mean, there may be some people who, who really aren't able to handle or even um, uh, sometimes we, we make light of this kind of thing. Even in this show, we might l have a little levity when we laugh at certain things, but it is incredibly serious. And I know there are people who might be struggling with um, the spiritual forces of evil and are dealing with it uh, um, at a level that we can never understand. Yeah. Uh, some people who are dealing with it on a daily basis, some people who are dealing with it and have had a historic uh, um, uh, thing in their past that has, that has affected them. And even to this day, they can't forget about it. So it is very real. And there are people who have been really affected by it. And I didn't want to, to make light of, of what witchcraft is because I totally believe it's real. And I know that people have been affected by it. Yeah, and you know another thing that I found just in, in kind of researching this topic uh, is just back to kind of the quote and, uh, that you had from Usual Suspects and, and really just, I think, normalizing this or, or underestimating it is, mm -hmm. is dangerous. And mm -hmm. so one, I, I actually found two, two articles just within the last year or two within kind of teen magazines that are generally targeting, you know, it's the, the young female demographic, uh, Teen Vogue and, and I think Allure, had articles that were really trying to debunk the myths of, of uh, witchcraft mm. and uh, really, like I said, trying to normalize it almost and saying that it's not dangerous and that it's, you don't have to, you know, uh, you don't have to conform to, to this or that, or it's not what the movies necessarily show. It's much less, you know, dangerous or we're not all trying to do, like you said, you know, black magic as mm -hmm. far as being, you know, bad magic. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think it's, it's, it's distracting the point of it's, it's, once again, not what what God God has. Right. Uh, it's calling us away, and it's I think it's a tool of Satan that's drawing us in that direction. So, you know, to see it in in mainstream magazines that are targeting the youth of of America, especially, uh, is is astonishing. Yeah, and yeah. it's subversive, and if if it's able to sneak in behind the closed door, because, and if parents aren't aware and they don't they think too that mm -hmm. it's not harmful. Uh, you know, there may be Ouija boards that kids use. Ah, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, tarot cards. What? That's just a, a fad or the, the tea leaves or all the different things that people use um, that have been minimized through our media, you know, because people use it as kind of a, a crutch or something that's fun or something that doesn't is not harmful. But in reality, it really is. And I think that um, we need to be careful as a society not to, as you said, minimize um, the dangers of what that could pose. Yeah, and the articles actually had, I mean, uh, once again, just to modern day, I mean, had a hashtag for social media networks to go, you know, point people to, to oh kind of go gosh, look up that's crazy. how to basically create your own altars and, mm. and um, how, to, how to buy the right clothing and uh, just very scary wow. stuff that I would have never, ever thought was out there, okay. you know, even for my own kids thinking about uh, as they get, get older. Which leads me to my next question. Um, what do you, what do we think about witchcraft? Is it real? I mean, I know that we've been talking about it. I know what the Bible says about it, but what do you think and what has been your experience? Do you think that witchcraft is real and what are your thoughts about witchcraft? Well, uh, obviously we've, we've spent a lot, we've already talked about a couple of verses and I, th there's definitely more verses even, you know, just reading the Bible. Uh, yeah, I feel it's very real. I mean, mm -hmm. the Bible talks about it and talks about the effects that it can have on, on people. Um, and once again, we've, we've clearly already seen, uh, you know, many ways in which it's kind of uh, coming into our, our society here in America. Uh, but then, um, you know, like, like we've been saying, I, I see it as just a very dangerous tool that Satan's using just in the sense that it's so subversive, like you're saying, it's coming in silently. Um, and so, you know, just 
referring to Bible verses that, that I think clearly show, you know, things we need to be, be watching out for. Matthew seven fifteen says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. You know, Galatians five nineteen also says, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, uh, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. So you, you know, have I, have, uh, have I directly, you know, really seen witchcraft and, and people practicing this, this stuff and seeing maybe the, the, um, you know, whether that's evil spirits or uh, what effect that ha I haven't. And that's mm -hmm. why I guess I was caught off guard by some of the statistics. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I definitely believe it is, is real and people are definitely practicing it yeah, right now. And so, you know, we as Christians need to be not only aware, but, um, you know, knowing how to combat that mm -hmm. sort of, that sort of thing. Well, let me bring a quote from, uh, gotquestions.org on the matter. Mm -hmm. uh, this quote says, the Bible has a lot to say about witchcraft. Witchcraft and its many cousins, such as fortune-telling and necromancy, are Satan's counterfeits to holy spirituality. The Bible expressly condemns all forms of witchcraft. And that just supports a lot of things that were already said. But my belief, and I've thought about this before, um, if there's something unnatural, seemingly unnatural happening in my life, I, either, I point at one of three sources that it could come from it's either god satan or it's myself mm -hmm. so for instance if i'm starting up a new ministry or starting up something fresh for god trying to do something and i come against some unnatural amazing resistance nothing's working uh everything that i try that normally would work i mean that logically should work is not working things are coming up against me that are co uh, just major coincidences multiple things happening these things can be pointed towards something that's not natural because I look at these things I'm thinking wait a minute this is just not typical you you don't have this many issues when trying to do something like this and I think a lot of people have talked about you know if you're doing something for God for God and you're not getting resistance then the, if you're getting resistance and you're doing something right because Satan doesn't like it mm -hmm. but really when you're when you have something like that coming at you when it seems unnatural when it seems over oppressing when it, it seems just totally out of the blue or it doesn't match up with the normal pattern of life and nature then you have to point at one of three things and sometimes i think it might be god god might be using these obstacles to slow me down to tell me that this is not what he wants me to do he wants me to head in a different direction or he wants me to slow down or the timing is wrong whatever it may be it could be god communicating with me that this is not what he wants me to do it may be a closed door we need to stop and figure out if this is God telling me not to go forward. But also it could be Satan. It could be that Satan is putting up these roadblocks. I mean, spiritual roadblocks, spiritual things that are keeping me from doing whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish. And I need to acknowledge that and then fight that. And we'll talk about ways in which we can do that and, and discern where these sources are coming from. So it could very well be that. And I have felt that it had been Satan in the, in the past and some things that I have tried to do or some things that have come against me. Uh, and I felt that it was him and not these other two sources. But then it could also be myself. It could be something that I'm doing that uh, either God wants me to change before he will go forward and help me to move forward with this one thing, something that I need to address before going forward. Um, so it could be one of these three things. When I find something that feels unnatural or seems unnatural 
uh, I need to pause and say, Lord, is this you telling me that you want me to do something different? Are you trying to, to change this path? Or is it Satan coming up against me? And if it is, I need you, Lord, to help me fight against this. Or is it myself? Am I doing something? There's sin in my life? Or is there something that I don't know about that I need to address before you will move forward? And there's actual examples in the Bible about some of these things mm-hmm. uh, that people had to address and come to God with to make sure that where is the source of this, of this contention coming from? Is it you? Is it Satan? Is it myself? What is it, Father? So we can move forward and take care of it. So I think that those are the three things I look for when I'm thinking about what's happening. And one of them is uh, Satan's influence. Yeah, you absolutely said that well. You know, and I, I definitely have. Uh, I agree with you. I've, I've directly felt, you know, the, you, I've had that spiritual warfare going on where you, at least I, in my life, I've known it was not of God and it mm-hmm. wasn't of me. And mm-hmm. it, you know, uh, feeling I always get is it's oftentimes in the midst of where I'm, I'm maybe uh, more deeply in prayer uh, in mm-hmm. my life, or if I'm um, uh, once again in the Word more often, or I'm I'm, I'm doing something uh, different, new ministries, new new things. Um, that's where I tend to to see things kind of like you said, whether it's obstacles or mm-hmm. stumbling blocks, mm-hmm. things that kind of come in my life that yeah, definitely are not natural like you said they're 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 abnormal well i have actually had experiences where i've seen more overt uh um instances of satanic influence uh and i'll I'll mention them to you because Mm -hmm. uh a lot of people might be listening and thinking well you know i'll never i'll never encounter this stuff where is it where how can i find it how can i see it and i'll uh, mention a few that i've actually come across during my lifetime uh, my wife and I actually visited the Dominican Republic, and we visit Haiti a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of the times, the same island. And uh, when we went there, that we went on a tour, one of those back road tours, not one of the typical tours that everybody sees. It's one of those ones where you get to see really what's going on behind the veil. And one of the places they took us was uh, a, 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 some, a voodoo um, high priestess location. It was, he had a house, and on the front of it was a, uh, a goat's head. And... Uh, that was part of the tour. And what they wanted you to do is to go in and look and check out what the, he has inside the building. Uh, well, my wife and I, we weren't having any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought, we knew that, that this is real. I don't want to go in there and invite this evil upon me. Now, I know that we have Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit and we know that we have combats, but why do you want to tempt this? Why would I want to invite this potential thing to, to, to cling to me? And I, I felt it was very real that in that building, and in this environment, there is real Satan, satanic activity. And so we were one of the few, two of the few, who didn't go into that building. But we also know that voodoo priestess are real. People come to the priestess to cast spells on other people, to alleviate pain and different things, to make other people zombified. Uh, these things are real. And uh, though we don't experience them here in the United States, other people pay other people money to do these things to other people on their behalf. And it is real to them. And their the actual um, results have been in, in such a way that they have repeat business. So, you know, there's something behind it. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and you, I mean, having been to Haiti, uh, right, right. It, it's, you know, once again, it's, it's prevalent mm-hmm. in their society. So, I mean, I, I think something in the, in the realm of like two thirds um, of people practice voodoo in mm-hmm. some form in, in Haiti. And so uh, these are people who are very familiar with it. And we've, we met Christians in Haiti. Right. There was fear there. Right. Uh, and and I, I think they know, uh, they, they see mm-hmm. a lot more of what can happen, what mm-hmm. has happened 
um, with with being involved in, in things right. like that. So you and I living here in America, yeah, we don't see it here, mm -hmm. and so it's a little bit harder to fathom exactly how it could potentially impact my life. Or mm -hmm. um, whereas, there, like I said, there was real fear That's and right. people asking for prayer. Right, that you were there with us when we prayer. Were. Where yes. uh, you know that was not a um, it was a unique ask for prayer. That mm -hmm. I wasn't just please pray for me. It was. Uh, you got to protect me uh, yeah. from from these bad voodoo spirits that are right, you know. right, right. And also, I've been to Haiti enough times to hear that the the drums, the voodoo drums in the background when, we're, when I'm trying to go to bed at night, and just hear those things happening. So, yeah, and praying for those people who who want us to pray. You know, we we go to Haiti and we want to pray for people to accept Christ, but there are several, as you mentioned, wanted to just pray for protection against yeah. the voodoo priests. Yeah. So. Another thing is, is that we actually did a, uh, my wife and I through KTF Productions has done a, a project where we were, we partnered with another person who interviewed uh, a self-proclaimed um, Satanist, Satan high priestess, former high priestess. Mm -hmm. And she talked to us about um, a lot of the, of the, the, the crazy, amazing, um, uh, powerful uh, works of the satanic world of the spirit world happening in her life about what she had to do what she had to give up the things that she had it is almost it defies um logic you might people might listen to this and say that can't be real but it is very real she was one who um actually married satan she was one of the priestesses that had to do that it's almost like um you know signing away you know your your name and blood and mm -hmm. uh she mentioned about uh, the sacrificing of children and uh uh creatures you know uh, animals and uh, the powers that she was able to attain and the the the, uh, the oppression she was able to put on other people through it and um she just it was a, it was a a jaw-dropping interview um of this woman who was uh, a former high priestess and she wanted to she was still battling she was still trying to escape this but she had now turned her life over to christ but there was a consequence to her actions and she was still uh, feeling a lot of that um, still on her, which, oh, it was it was an interview that was uh, one that that still chills up my yeah. spine. But yeah. um, uh, so there is that was another another contact that I had on that. And then one last one is uh, my wife and I. We also knew another girl who um, had told us that she was experiencing satanic attacks, and the the way that she described them were uh, in her dreams and, and and coming at night. You know, things coming at night and attacking her. And it was really scary because we, we, you know, Americans, we don't know what you're talking. <laughs> I've never had that happen. That sounds really way out there. Yeah. But uh, she had us pray for her. Over time, she had lost a lot of weight. Um, she was anorexic uh, after going through this this whole thing, and it was just way above me. I, you know, we we were not uh, mm -hmm. as mature as we would have wanted to be in that instance, and we were not aware of the spirit realm um, to the to the degree of being able to fight it. Uh, effectively, uh, but we did pray with her and for her. But it was a it was a, a dimension that we did ha had no prior experience yeah. with. Yeah. So these things are real, and they are dangerous. And if you are a believer, then I think that you need to be aware of it as well, and and incorporate that in your prayer life as ne if ne as if is necessary. And um, don't be uh, uh, ignorant of uh, of what is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we come back, we'll turn our attention to what the Bible says about witchcraft. We'll take a look at what we can do to combat witchcraft, and we'll even talk about demon possession and who is susceptible to being possessed. So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, 
feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com to leave us a comment. That's w-r-i-t-e-c-m-v at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Want to watch episodes of Christian music videos online? Visit the CMV Mobile YouTube channel and catch full episodes featuring independent Christian artists. Every month, one new episode from the television series is added to the channel. Now, you can watch CMV anytime on your mobile device, computer, and even your television using a web-enabled device like the Apple TV. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the CMV mobile link on the Christian Music video page. You can also subscribe to the channel if you want to be updated when a new episode is added. CMV Mobile. Watch anytime, anywhere. Download the digital book, Lord of My Life, Friend and Master, for free on Amazon Kindle, Barnes & Noble's Nook, Apple Books, or download the PDF version. Search for it through the app or find direct links at ktfproductions.com. Today, Justin and I have been examining the question, is witchcraft evil? It may sound like a question with a straightforward answer, but does it raise other questions? In the first part of the show, Justin and I discussed the many forms of witchcraft. We shared some of our personal thoughts on the subject, and we explored a few statistics of witchcraft in America. But in this segment, we'll begin by taking a look at what the Bible says about witchcraft. So Justin, what does the Bible say about witchcraft? I know we touched on a little bit of it, but is, are there any other verses that we might have missed that you can highlight that? Yeah, talked about like witchcraft? I said, I, I, I mean, there's lots of verses, Old and Certainly. New Testament. Certainly. And um, the, the one you mentioned just in Deuteronomy was, was definitely a great one to, to really describe what we're talking about. But uh, if you look at Isaiah uh, chapter 8, 19 through 22, when someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upward and will curse their king and their God. Then they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. So once again, uh, you know, I, I just like the question, uh, should not a people inquire of their God? I mean, uh, I, I, why, if you look at uh, anything, kind of trying to experience any sort of supernatural uh, thing that's outside of God, I mean, w why do we need, if you exactly. think about it, just at the basis of it, why do we need that? Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. a God who is all-powerful, who is there for us, and who can do wonderful things. And so uh, I just like the question in that verse, uh, you know, why, why even, why, why do you need to go there? And then, uh, you know, Revelation uh, chapter 22, verse 15, you know, uh, Jesus is saying this, outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Mm. So, you know, just a couple of things that are brought out there, whether it's magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murder, I mean, we're comparing some very big things, obviously, right. uh, and the magic arts is uh, you well, know, of right all the things there. that could have been said as far as, you know, sinful nature and sinful behavior, that was one of them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, outside are the dogs. I don't, you will be left outside, um, mm -hmm. meaning outside the gates. Right. And so uh, right. Um, that's that's something very serious to be thinking about mm -hmm. if, if you're if you're unsure uh, or, you know, uh, just struggling with with this sort of, of thing, then 
um, you know, take those verses into mind. And, you know, really, like I said, God is all powerful and Satan, Satan's powerful, but it's only the power that God mm -hmm. grants him. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, Satan will use that power to draw us away in many different ways. And uh, we've, we've said it repeatedly. I, I think uh, this is one of those, especially for Americans, that is maybe a little bit under the radar, mm -hmm. a little bit, um, like you said, can sometimes be humorous in the sense that, you know, a lot of us don't believe it's real and, and um, but, you know, it is real, based mm -hmm. especially we've, yeah. we've seen, it, especially what the Bible says about it. And a lot of Americans do believe it's real. And so that that should be a, a little bit of a red flag that that's something we should, you know, discuss and, and talk about. And it's one of those things that we shouldn't play around with. Yeah. And I think that uh, um, like a lot of things, there are, there's curiosity there and there is uh, everyone wants to have a sense of being either better than someone or more powerful than someone. And by playing with these different things or inquiring of Ouija boards or tarot cards or going to people who are fortune tellers, that may seem innocent to some people, astrologers. Um, they may think that's innocent and they may think it's fun. They may even think it's a game, but it's not. It is real and it is the spirit world is being tapped into. And the Bible talks about it. And I'm glad we're able to mention uh, some of the scripture to make it more real uh, to those who may not even think about it. May have read the Bible several times and gloss over these different things mm -hmm. because it's not something that's so prevalent in our lives, but it is there. I'll mention a couple other um, scriptures as well. You, you mm -hmm. pointed out some good ones, but uh, just some things in the Old Testament when um, Moses was actually given the law, and we, we realize, we recognize the law oftentimes as the Ten Commandments, but there was a lot more that was spoken to Moses through that, uh, one of which was from Exodus twenty two eighteen, which says, mm -hmm. do not allow a sorceress to live. There are several different things in the Bible that talk about the Israelites, uh, if you allow these types of people in your community, they should be killed. They should not be here. They, they can't exist in, their, in your presence, in my presence. So I want you to get rid of them. There is no, there, there is not a second chance. We, he wanted them to destroy these, these sorcerers. Not just sorcerers, but there's a long list of other people who, who should not exist in uh, the camp if these practices were, were to happen. And sorcery was one of them. Um, another one from Leviticus 20 verse 27 says a man or a woman who is a medium or a necromancer shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood should be upon them. And then also in first Chronicles 10 13, it says, so Saul died for his breach of faith. He broke faith with the Lord in that he did not keep the command of the Lord and also consulted a medium seeking guidance. And that is when he actually invoked Samuel. Uh, mm -hmm. From the dead. I mean, that if, if there's any verse of scripture that I would point out, it, that's the one about how real uh, it is. Because not only is it talked about, because a lot of sorcery and witchcraft is talked about in the Bible, but this is one that's actually brought to life because he, he, he went to a witch or a medium to find and to raise Samuel from the dead and inquire of him. And so that is very real. It's in the Bible. It's not just a parable or something that's just, a, mm -hmm. there's a separate meaning. No, it was literal. Uh, of what happened in, Saul, in Saul's life, even uh, 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 supported by this portion of scripture that I read here, where the story went on and uh, he was reprimanded for that very thing. Yeah, yeah. So it is certainly in the Bible and God certainly has his own feelings about the matter. Mm -hmm. All right. So since we're talking about witchcraft, how can we combat it? Are, are, or are we even to combat it? And if so, how are we to do it? Well, like I said, I, it's obviously very important that we combat it, and I think it's, uh, we've said it over and over, it's, we, we can't let, um, you know, Satan use something that's under the radar, because uh, that's when I think we, we can get 
caught off guard. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, to me, the first thing that came to mind uh, thinking about this question and the answer that, that uh, you know, I give here is, is Ephesians, you know, Ephesians, when we're talking mm -hmm. about the armor of God and, yes. and um, you know, the shield of faith and mm -hmm. the belt of truth and mm -hmm. the, the helmet of salvation, you know, these are, these are um, a very real way we can, I, I think, arm ourselves or, or mm -hmm. protect ourselves mm -hmm. from, from anything that, that Satan throws at us, but um, especially in this case, witchcraft. And, and, you know, just having an understanding of, of the things that, that are going on, um, whether that's uh, specifically around witchcraft, but even um, spiritual warfare that you kind of talked about, uh, you know, the armor of God is talking mm -hmm. all about spiritual warfare. And, um, you know, that's something we all we all face. So just being aware of, of witchcraft and the effect it can have and uh, being able to, to use scripture like Ephesians um, to, to really help us combat that. So specifically, I'm calling out Ephesians uh, 6, 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against uh, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So, I mean, a uh, very clear way to say, here's how you combat it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an instruction book. And Definitely. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, uh, you know, have, have read through that verse or those verses many, many times in mm -hmm. Ephesians. And um, this particular one, it definitely, I think, pertains. Yeah, this is a very specific application of the yeah. armor of God because it is talking about the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms, a lot of which we don't see. But uh, and I like what it, where it says that your, 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 your struggle isn't against flesh and blood is against the spiritual forces. So I think we should be very clear that when we're battling it. We're not battling people. We're battling yeah. Satan in the heavenly realms. And I also like where, and I'm glad you brought that verse up because it talks about the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which those are two things that I think are really good weapons. Um, even Jesus used them when he was being tempted in the desert. He used his faith, the, the shield of faith to extinguish the arrows of the evil one. So knowing the truth and having your faith, well, when, when uh, Satan throws those things at you, it will help you. It will sustain you. It will be a defense against that. And also the sword of the spirit is an offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. And both of those have to deal with the word, the yes. word of God. So Jesus used that when he, when he uh, battled Satan in the desert. He basically, when Satan would say one thing, he would throw up scripture. And I think that that is one way to combat. I think that's probably the primary way to combat um, Satan and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms is uh, use the word of the Lord. We become familiar enough with the word to know his promises, to know his character, to be able to invoke in your mind and, your, and through your mouth the words of protection. And there are plenty of them in the Bible that kind of talk about how God is for us and who could be against us. This is just a lo loads of them. Just pick your favorite ones and memorize them. So that when things like that happen, that you can actually speak those words aloud. And I think that that has a major, major effect. And so when you talk about the armor of God, I think everyone should look at that and explore each piece of armor. Uh, but the shield and the sword, I think, are two major components to battling the evil forces. Uh, because it, it is defensive and offensive at the same time. Two different weapons yeah. that serve. So our faith to protect us, but then also the word of the Lord to combat it and to throw it right back into Satan's face. And I think that he will leave you. He will flee when you start to use the word of the Lord as a defense. Yeah, that's exactly the same thing. As I was reading those, I was 
dwelling on, you know, okay, we've got a helmet, we've got mm -hmm. the shield, we've got the belt. Those are, those are defensive and protection mm -hmm. type items. Whereas the sword, that is, that is mm -hmm. your weapon to go attack. Right. And uh, that's the word of God. So, I mean, if, if we're not reading our Bible, right. if we're not understanding scripture, if we don't, if we're not armed with that, mm -hmm. we have no weapon. Mm -hmm. We have no weapon. Yes, absolutely. So what are your thoughts on demon possession? Who do you think is susceptible? And do you even think it's real? And we've, we've been talking about real, but I just want to throw yeah. it out there. So possession, once again, I, you know, I, I do think it's real and it's, it's based in, in hearing, uh, you know, reading from the Bible uh, examples of, of people who are possessed. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we get into who can be possessed and, and that's where, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, Christians, I don't think can really be possessed because if we are indwelled with the spirit, then, you know, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that the spirit would be in us along with the demon. <laughs> right. uh, I don't think the spirit would um, really, really have that. <laughs> mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I do think it's real because we, we see examples, just like you Certainly. said, where um, we see an example in the Bible of, of Samuel being being called up from the dead. It's like we, we have examples where uh, Jesus is, is, you know, um, you know, calling out people, spirits, calling yeah. out spirits. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I do definitely think it's it's real, but I think it's something that, um, you know, believers uh, don't need to fear in the sense that you will be demon possessed, but it is absolutely something believers can be influenced by. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, once again, it goes back to the, the spiritual realm, you know, that there are things going on that we don't necessarily see and we can definitely be influenced by, but um, I guess I wouldn't worry, you know, about being possessed. Okay. Well, let me bring some, some scriptural uh, support to what is you're saying, because I, mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think that uh, it's very, very clear, and I love how Jesus lays it out. And I think if you piece these two things together, you'll understand, I think, how and why Christians can't be possessed, but then also how it happens in unbelievers. Yeah. Uh, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 through the first part of 45, it says, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I'll return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. So the idea is, is that this person was possessed by an evil spirit, but somehow it was cast out and their house was clean. Now they're free from it, but they do not have the Holy Spirit, as you mentioned, yeah. to occupy them. Uh, so it's swept clean. There's no one there. And they come back and then they're in the wor more, uh, worse condition than they were to begin with. And then if you look at uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 28 and 29, it says, but if it is by the spirit of God that I drive out demons, then uh, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder his house. And the thing about it is, is that we are told and we know that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. It's talking about going in someone's house and tying up the strong man, but Satan cannot tie up the Holy Spirit because the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is part of the Trinity. When you think about the Holy Spirit, it's not... It's not just a spirit. It is God. When yeah. we talk about Jesus entering our heart, we're basically saying the Holy Spirit, the Trinity is inside of us, one up, a, a part of the Trinity, one of the, a third person of the Trinity. So it is God inside of us. And if God is inside of us, no one can come up and tie, come in and tie up a person before it can rummage through and take possession of the place. So the Bible supports the idea that believers who have the Holy Spirit inside of us, which is promised to every believer yeah. that they cannot be possessed, and I would go on a limb to say that, um, that they can't be possessed because 
the Holy Spirit is inside of us and the Holy Spirit is inside of us, then no demon can come in and find the place swept clean to begin with to bring in other demons. But also it can't tie up the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any demon. Yeah, and, and even another verse to kind of back up that, John 4, 4, God who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. So Absolutely. I mean, uh, to support your point. Showing, showing that he cannot, is more powerful. Cannot tie us, cannot tie us up. So yeah. I think that brings great comfort. Uh, when people, because there could, could be, and I have thought an occasion when things are going bad. Is someone, is some witch praying against me? Because this is just way too wrong. Uh, they can pray and things outside can affect us, but not, we cannot be possessed. Because I think that when we have the Holy Spirit, we are actually possessed by the Holy Spirit because he is inside of us. He is the Holy Spirit that possesses us and no one else can take that away from us because he will never leave us and never forsake us. So mm-hmm. I take that to heart and I really rest on that when I start to think about these things. There are dangers out there, but this is one that is not a danger to a believer because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Absolutely. So if witchcraft is evil, what does that say about our God? Well, I think we've, we've repeatedly shown that I think it clearly is evil and, um, yes. you know, God does not want, want us to be messing with that. Uh, um, you know, I think God is our protection God desires our full heart, and, and he saw, just as, as in the Old Testament with the Israelites, you know, if they were in the, you know, saying if, if uh, they were in the camp to, to, to kill them and, and not allow that, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, he, he desires our full heart, and he knows what's best for us in the sense that uh, he knows these things that, that Satan, u- you know, these tools that Satan can use or mm-hmm. these things that are in our lives that are not good for us will draw us away from him, mm-hmm. and so uh, to me, uh, it clearly is evil, you know, and, and we need to, to understand that God knows what's best for us. He is our protection. We need to rely on his protection mm-hmm. against things like this uh, because it is, um, it's, it's prevalent in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we, we face spiritual warfare um, regularly, I think, in our lives. And so to be able to, to, to see it and understand it mm-hmm. and, and have something to combat it, uh, I think is a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a question kind of like, I think in a, a couple episodes ago, we talked about um, why would God allow suffering? Yeah. And it's one of those things where we wouldn't understand, well, God, you are God. Why are you letting Satan run rampant in your world? Yeah. And the thing is, is that we have to understand that God created everything. He did create everything. That means he allows Satan to the power that Satan has, which is hard for us sometimes to understand that Lord, you are God. Why would you let Satan have such power? He is, the, he is the king of the world right now. The, Satan, is, Satan has a minion over the world in a, in a lot of respects, and God has allowed that. And so we, I think, by understanding witchcraft a little more clearly, we understand that there is a spirit world. There is a world that is unseen that God created, and he allows Satan to roam in, in that space and to do things and to uh, affect lives. So Satan does have power. And I think that when we start to, I know the Bible talks about him as a roaring lion seeking who he can devour, but he has enough power to influence lives, to possess people, to uh, be spells, to to allow spells to be cast through his power, through his, the, the demonic forces. So God allows that. And it is real. And I think that that's what we have to try and uh, understand in our minds and our spirit and understand that we serve the same God who allows this kind of uh, satanic uh, spiritual forces to exist. And I think that um, we also know that if we are believers, if we believe in, in, the Holy, in, in God and he, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, 
then that supersedes any danger that Satan can pose against us. There can be effects that we can see and that we might even have to battle, but if we have the Holy Spirit, he can't invade us. And then also if we have the word of the Lord, we have a defense and a combat against it. So that's where I, where I fall. So I think that, that God, yes, allows that to be prevalent and to be out, out, out in our world, but he also doesn't leave us alone because he's inside of us and he also doesn't leave us defenseless because he's given us yeah. weapons to defend ourselves and yeah. to attack as we talked about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. So what are so any takeaways uh, that we can, that we can use from this episode of hardcore Christianity to become more hardcore in our faith? Uh, well, well, one, uh, I think that um, spoke to me through this uh, was really just underestimating any tool that Satan can use. And, mm. and um, you know, this is one that was once again, under, under my radar, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, I was aware uh, of, uh, you know, witchcraft and, and that it, um, you know, there were people even here in the U.S. that practiced it, but it was, you know, pretty, pretty minimal and pretty um, not impactful, mm-hmm. but uh, really evaluating scripture uh, and um, looking at statistics mm-hmm. and, and it's like putting all this together. And, and I'm, uh, I guess I, I was underestimating it as, as uh, you know, a, pro- a problem here in the U.S. and but even globally, I, having been to Haiti, like we said, I knew it was a problem globally. It mm-hmm. just didn't register that it was was here, kind of in our uh, you know backyard. So, uh, really, just not underestimating um, the tools that uh, Satan uses and, and the power that he can have on our lives. And and really, if you go, going back to Ephesians six, you know, we we have to be able to to take up that armor and. Um, like you said, each one is important, whether it's the shield, the helmet, mm-hmm. you know, and, and but especially the sword and, um, you know, knowing our Bible and reading our Bible and understanding how it applies uh, to our lives is, is so critical. And that's something I know that uh, is, is a struggle uh, or can be a struggle for anybody, you know, mm-hmm. getting getting into their Bible daily or or weekly or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's super important. And, you know, just bringing in being in prayer and being intentional about praying, um, uh, you know, for you know the combating of these things uh, just um being aware and, and be knowing uh that that you know god is is in control and and can can help us in, in our time of need very well said and i think that um believers there are several benefits to being close to god and this is one of them is that he will be there with you in the midst of this kind of a struggle and we have I, and i feel i have a, a level of security knowing knowing the truth absolutely of that. Yeah, absolutely amen for that <laughs> well i want to thank you for spending time with us and exploring the question is witchcraft evil i hope you enjoyed the show and be sure to join us next time as we explore another challenging topic from a christian worldview until then i encourage you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore see you soon if you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com to leave us a comment. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.